What is the biggest problem affecting your PDR business? What is the one thing holding you back from taking the next step? What do you need to change to get the business growth you want? All these questions have the same answer. It's your mindset. My name is Corey Kleinfeld, and this is the PDR Coach Podcast, where I coach you on mindset around yourself and your PDR business. Now let's get started. What's up, guys? Mike here with the RWO PDR Podcast, the real world order of PDR. We got a great episode tonight. We got a fantastic guest on tonight. But first, let me introduce my co-host. You're mad because it's style. You're admiring. Don't be mad because UPS is hiring. Woo! He gets more butt than ashtrays. Fuck a fair one, man. He gets the ones a fast way. He owns JM Dent Repair of Lafayette, Indiana. He created RealWorldPDR.com, the industry's number one training site. Respect the crowns. He has my vote for mentor of the year at the Mobile Tech Expo in Las Vegas. So those of you that voted, please re-vote for him, okay? He is also my co-host of the RWO PDR podcast. Everyone, Mr. Jim Mitchell. Hey, what's up? I'm really excited about this one. This is going to be a good podcast, guy. Absolutely. So it's going to be hard to beat the Anson one, though, don't you think? Oh, man. That's a tough mountain to climb, but we're going to get there. So All right, because those those Anson people, they were on it. That you know, great, we've brought, we brought on some heavy hitters lately. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, not dude, all yeah. of our guests are, are awesome, but we had, man, we've had some big players. I think this is getting that. ready to be a good one. Why don't you introduce yeah. this man? All right. Well, let's introduce our guest. He's a, from all the way from California. He owns... Dent Pro of Sacramento. He created the Coach Corey podcast. He is none other guys than Corey Kleinfeldt. And I think I butchered your last name like I do everybody's name. You nailed it. <laughs> yes, you nailed did. It. You did. did. <laughs> You're going to put those reps in on those last names, Glidewell. Yeah, yeah man. I, that's, that was my New Year's resolution to do a better job. Because when I start meeting single chicks, I can't be fucking up their last name or the no. first name. Dude, mm-hmm. girls have names. I don't, what, what, <laughs> what was your name again? <laughs> oh God, single life is bad, brother man. I'm great, dude. Just um, finished chowing down some dinner. Told my kids I got to come in the in the room for an hour so I can hear them out. There. I don't know if the mic's picking them up, but I'm ready to rock. Yeah, it's all good, man. It's all good. I got yeah, the same thing up. going on. It never picks them up, Corey. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> cool, man. So, how's things going in in uh, Sacramento? Really good, man. I think um, I talked to a few people today, actually, from DC and um, from other areas, and they're they're always they're always worried about me in California. <laughs> like uh, I hear everything's like shut down, and uh, you know that, and and you know it's it's the media. You know they show that things are shut down, but for the most part, um, I've been busy with work. Our dealers have been open. Um, retail's been as good as it's ever been. So business-wise, man, I mean things are things are rocking and rolling for at least for the PDR space. I can't speak to the restaurants, but yeah. <laughs> what's uh, what's what's your temp? That's the odd question. What's your temperature like out there? Like, what's your weather? Like? Yeah, today I was like uh, sixty-five. And we sunny. hate yeah. you. Yeah. Ah. Tomorrow or the Monday, I think is seventy and uh, sunny and then we got some rain coming but yeah i mean you know i'm in northern california and sacramento so not quite san diego type you know like always 60 60 70 but but uh you know we got like one week of 30s degrees and i bitch about it the whole week and then yeah. it goes away <laughs> well, you're like me you probably do a lot of repairs outside too don't you everything's outside yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah unless unless i'm in a body shop or something but i mean i'm a i'm a mobile route retail tech so mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's pouring rain and I can get my dealers to pull cars in the shop or I'm in people's garages, but yeah, outside, if I can, I, pr- I actually prefer it, which is probably weird for a lot of dead guys to hear, but that's how yeah, I'm, I'm a baby stuff. anymore. I used, to, yeah. I used to do that mobile route stuff, work outside stuff anymore. It's like, nah, you can pull that inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's wash it off. Let's cool it, cool it, warm up the panel a little bit, get my hands toasty. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I mean, if I, if I lived in a world with a shop and stuff, I'd prefer it, but I don't. So I do what I do. Right. Very good. Very yeah. good. Oh, yeah. What about you, Glidewell? How's business been for you down there? Busy as shit. For January, really? yeah, mid-January. Normally, this is a dead time, but I think in the past three, four years, we've gained so much new business, man. We've been busy as hell, man. I, dealerships blowing up. Uh, I can't complain, man, for sure. Well, I want to shout out my crew, the JM crew. Uh, they managed to pull off over 300 repairs in about a week and a half. 
here recently. So I saw guys, that on Facebook, man. Hell yeah, dude. Ass, keep that shit up. So, no, that was all. It, that's just for them. Like they they worked hard for it. So I got to give them some kind of bonus or something. Maybe all hearty pats on the ass. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> now they're doing auction at the auction place. They're doing a lot. Yeah, of they they things. just started a new account and they've made it run so efficiently, like without a whole lot of input from me. That's how you can tell you got some good guys. How they do it, like you would do it just without you. They've they've done a tremendous job. That's great, man. Hell yeah, dude. Well, Corey, uh, let me ask you a question. Let's start from the top, man. Uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself to our listeners. So my dad actually started PDR in 1991. Um, he was one of the original Dent Pro franchises, which kind of grew up to be pretty big in the West Coast area. Uh, I started pushing dents really when I was like 14. He would force me to go to work with them in high school summers and stuff. Cause I'm like, I want to go scootering or like biking with my buddies or whatever. And he's like, no, nah, you got to come to work. I, you know, I keep you out of trouble for the most part. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, whatever. And so we'd go to like Hertz car sales lots or other places. And I would fix one dent he'd fix 15 cars for the day and then come behind me and fix my, my mess of disaster <laughs> that I did right at, at 14, 15 years old. And we'd go to the next place. So, I mean, I've been around PDR, been in PDR, pretty much my entire life. Um, it's what I've known. That's what my dad did. That's what I do. That's what my brother does. My mom, my older brother, this is what I do. Right. And so I've been, I've been doing it since, I mean, I've been around it 20 years full time for about 15, um, with a little stint of leaving, um, in 2009 when the economy crashed. But, um, and so, you know, just watching growing up, I mean, seeing all the changes, right? I mean, I learned on a yellow board with that we spray painted black lines on, and I used to tape, tennis balls to the end of my tools to try to get a big push on stuff before I really, you know, tool make people weren't making tools. There wasn't like a big Facebook groups and everything online. Um, and so I just, I've seen everything change, you know, and grow and move. And um, I want to be a part of that as much as I could. And I, I've never been a tool guy. I've never had that engineering mind. I never really knew how to really help in the, in the world. But what I, what I do and what I love is business. Like I realized that if I had a choice of running business, running a business or fixing dents, I would choose to run the business part. Right. I fix dents. I'm good. I'm doing it forever. Like I'm not the top tech in the world, but I'm good. I fix. I make clean repairs, but I don't love it. Like I do running businesses. So I'm like, okay, what if I do business coaching? So that's like full circle in two minutes, right? PDR. Now I'm business coach. For now I do, I fix repairs four days a week and I'm coaching at least one day a week for now. Um, but what that's the value I can bring to the industry. Let me back you right the fuck up. Yeah. Because there's more to your story too. You also went to college, didn't you? And then decided yeah. that the white collar life wasn't for you, right? Yeah. So that was my stint in 2009 that I left, right? Yeah. So um, growing up, it wasn't everything, you know, it was, I was in this, right? I was in PDR. I grew up in it. I left high school and I'm like, I guess I'm going to fix dents. I go to dent pro training. I'm, I'm decent, right? And so I'm going to college. My dad's like, got to go to college. So I go to college. I put myself you know, um, I'm fixing dents all the way through college. And I get, I actually graduated in 2009 when kind of everything was changing in the world, right? Like the debt repair business was definitely hurting for sure. My dad was, the business was not what it was. And so I was like, you know what? I don't really need this blue collar thing. I have like college education. I'm going to go like do some sales or like some business or marketing. I'm going to go like, you know, do something that's like, meaningful not just like fix shit with my hands right I, I definitely had that attitude for sure going into that into yeah. that and i left and i said hey give my accounts to the other guys that just like the dent guys they can do that i got a college education i'm gonna go fucking make it <laughs> right <laughs> you, you know what I mean? like that type of mentality which is not how i think now but you know i was a, i was a what 21 year old kid or 22 well, so i, I worked for a lot of us are fed though, right? Growing up, like exactly. to make it, you have to get that college stamp and that, it's mm -hmm. just not true anymore. But yeah, I think a lot yeah. of us felt that way. I mean, I know I felt because I didn't have a college degree that it was going to be rough for me. And then, you know, I lucked into PDR mm -hmm. and now like I wouldn't trade my job for any of my buddies that went to college. Like, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and, I think, I, and I've done it and I've tried it and I wouldn't trade it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think one thing I had, like when I went to college, I, I had a learning disability, man. I, I had it all through school. And it was, I mean, I was, I wouldn't say I was, I was smart, but I just, you know what I'm saying? I had trouble learning. And, and it was just, uh, man, when I got to college, I went to a two year school and it just wasn't for me, man. Yeah. I, I like car, I loved cars and I love working with my hands. And it was just a no brainer, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure, dude. Um, 
so yeah, I'm in college, um, graduate, do decent, you know, three point something. I don't even know anymore, but it, I was good. I studied for the most part, um, joined a fraternity. So there was a couple semesters where I didn't study as much, but, um, graduated, graduated and, um, uh, went and did my own thing. I worked for a trucking company. I was doing sales, like management trainee position, right? Like 42 K, uh, plus, Ooh. plus commission. Yeah. Crushed it, dude. <laughs> Crushed it. Yeah. I did. I did. was there for, I was there for a year and I, I got up to like 46,000 though. So it's pretty good. Damn, wow. yeah. Oh yeah, man. And then I'm like, okay, I can sell. Like I, I, I learned to sell and I'm like, I got this. Where do sales people go when you can sell? I'm like medical device. Like yeah. that's where the salespeople go, right? <laughs> yeah. If you're a woman, um, maybe I'm not allowed to say this, but probably fine on your podcast. Women, pharmaceutical sales, men, medical device sales. That's what it's, that's what it was in the industry. Right. And it's pretty general, generalized like that. Yeah. I'm like, all right, medical device sales. I met people, network people got my job in medical device sales. Fucking, I hated it so much. It's a disgusting world to be in. I'm at least the play, the, the space I was in. Right. I'm like buying lunches and trying to sell my product, push the product and, <clears throat> and, um, you know, trying to get people to sell this product. And I, and I, and I just, I didn't like it, but I was good at it. And I had a kid and I had to make money. So I was probably making like 80 grand or 85 grand a year selling. And I would like the guy in, uh, I live in Sacramento, the guy in Reno, Nevada would quit. They're like, all right, Corey, you get that territory. I'm like, okay. Guy in San Jose Bay area quits, get that tor- territory. Guy in Fresno quits, get that territory. Wow. Right. So, I st- so it's good. Like, like you think it's good. Right. And then and then I'm like, hold on, my wife's looking over at me on the other side. Like, you know, I signed up for this, like, have my husband around thing. This yeah. have my husband around gig, right? That's I was a lot like, of traveling, man. Yeah. So I was traveling three days a week when I started and I was up to like three weeks um, or excuse me, three weeks or three days a month. And I was up to three weeks a month. Yeah. And my wife's yeah. like, this is not what I signed up for. Right. right? right. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> now what do i do right and so and so basically i called my dad or actually i i told them i'm like hey i'm a good salesman you obviously like me you keep giving me toward ter- more territories i need to travel less or i have to quit and they're like you're replaceable dude like fucking there's a hundred of you that want your job essentially right. mm-hmm. so i was like okay i quit called my dad and i was like i can fix dents i can sell Let's do this. That That's was in 2011. Yeah. Dude, I would, shit, I'll pay for one of you. Let's get you <laughs> yeah. up here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where, where could we find a Corey? I want to hire one. Yeah. Of <laughs> yeah. I mean, medical device training if, or medical device sales of anything is like really good sales training. Yeah. I got right. That. So that's uh, that was my uh, white collar experience, and um, so that's cool. Like so, it. so with your business training, you do come with some of that world knowledge too, some of that sales. And I, you know, you guys can't see the listeners, but I have one of my trainees sitting in this podcast here, and that's what I was telling him too. That you know, the technical skills are half of your job, man. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. learning to run a business that's that's the other half of your job, especially if you're going to get into you know retail world that kind of thing. So I think it's really important what you're doing. I noticed that uh, I did listen to your podcast last week with Tom. Yep. Because Tom's a local guy here uh, about an hour away. Yeah. Tom's uh, a good dude. I had lunch. Yeah. Indianapolis. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. hundred percent. So a lot of people seem to be taking you up on that. And I think that's really valuable what you're offering. So that's pretty cool, yeah. man. Tom, I am smooth jazz and Jim is hard rock. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Favorite part of that podcast. We laughed our ass off when we heard that, man. <laughs> yeah, he did. I do remember that. That was first. He sent that to me, and I was like, "That's that's a pretty decent observation." <laughs> I was actually, I was like, "Damn, I'm impressed." That's yeah. <laughs> make me feel good. That's good for sure. Cool. Well, all right. Well, tell us a little bit, Corey. Let's tell us just a little bit about uh, Dent Pro Sacramento. Yeah, How'd that all I'll, come about. I'll fin. I want to finish up on what oh, Jim asked me, and then I'll, I will go to that too. For sorry. Sure. Okay. Sorry, man. Um, because when we, Jim, I had on my podcast, the PDR Coach Podcast, and we talked about like the hashtag, the new blue collar, right? Mm-hmm. And you just said it right there too. Like we're technicians, right? People put us in that world of technicians, right? But if you're gonna have a business, which every almost every PDR business I know is one to one to five guys, one to six right. guys, right there, right? I mean, it's a small business. Right. If you can fix a dent that's pretty clean, you're going to make 95% of customers happy. Like you said, the rest of it is owning a business, running a business, sales, marketing, all that type of stuff. And I, and I think people lose sight of that. Right. They're like, I'm such a good dent guy. But like, if you don't have dents to fix, it doesn't mean anything. Right. You know, 
And I think guys like you and Mike Toledo and uh, guy in my area, Top Gun, Marty, Marty Runick, they're all training guys. And that's great. And I love that. And it's like good for our industry. We need more technicians, skilled technicians to do it. But I'm like, what about the, what about the business side, right? Like the new blue collar, like how can you take that blue collar, like work ethic and turn it into like the business side too. And so that's kind of the market that I've tried to try to play into. And so for my, for my uh, members at realworldpdr.com, mm-hmm. my, my services and Corey services go so well together because, you know, we don't delve into, I do give like retail shop advice and that kind of thing because I've got a pretty successful retail shop, or whatever, but yeah. the technical skills coming from real world, if you hop over there, whenever you're ready to coach Corey and let him do some business training for you, those that's, that's magic. That's a magic combination right there. So I would implore all of you members, uh, any of them listening to, to reach out to coach Corey, because it'll take all those technical skills we learned and then make them useful to you. You know, the, the shitty dead guy down the street that knows how to run a business is going to get more work than you. If you don't know how to run a damn business, you can be, <laughs> it's just a fact of life. Like those technical skills are only half of it. So I would definitely recommend reaching out to coach Corey. If you're confused, lost in the sauce on running your business. Yeah, I'm, I was actually going to reach out to you too because over the last week or so, I've been putting together like a, my, my main focus really since I started doing this was like guys that were somewhat successful PDR techs already that were just wanted to to increase their business game. They're like, I'm doing like 60 grand, 70 grand, but I, I know I'm capable of doing 150, like physically capable, but like, how do I get to that point, right? Right. But over the last couple of weeks, I'm like, I really am missing out on all the guys that are coming out of training right from all the places I said. And I, and, and it's a different, it's a different type of training. Someone that has an established business already, like how do you get to the next level? But there's a different type of coaching of like, okay, now I have a technical skill, but like, what do I do? Like, what does starting a business mean? Like, do do I do an LLC S corp? Do I, what insurances do I need? Like, how do you start a business? Right. And I want to be able to compliment the trainers because when people leave the real world training facility that you have out there, like you want them to be a successful, a successful PDR tech, Absolutely. right. But you're just training them to do debt repair, but it's like, what about the next steps? And so I'm going to, I'm going to, we'll talk over the next couple of weeks and we'll have a solution for them to where it's like less of a dollar amount that I'm charging people like Tom, like that are trying to take their business from like, you know, 60, 70 grand to 150 or 200 yeah. um, of a group setting. But like, okay, here's the practical steps, eight week practical steps of how to start a business, how to get off, how to get your business off the, off the ground and get started. So, so that's a, you know, reach out to me now, but that's something that we'll have, we'll have going here pretty soon. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what you've got, got written up. Cause I think it's going to be valuable. For sure. Yeah, that, that was a big leap for Tom, man. We, me and him had a lunch about a year ago and he had, he had just got off the hill trail and he was starting mm-hmm. to do retail work and he had told yeah. me what he was doing and him to just jump into a shop. That's, that's awesome, man. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's getting, you know, knowledge from you and other people and he picked my brain too, so he wanted to know. He t- he 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 is like so good at talking to everybody. Like yeah. he's like, yeah, I talked to talked to Gene Fetty, I talked to Jack Bucknell, I talked to. The, I'm like, dude, he's like, why'd you hire me, bro? You like call everybody, right? He's like, just gathers all this knowledge, and like that was actually a little bit of the problem is like, how do you funnel that energy into like, let's do this thing? Yeah, I can see that with Tom. I can yeah. see that. Indy's a tough market too, man. That's you know, yeah. he's jumping in the shark pool there, so. Yeah, he's ready to go, dude. He like did everything. He's got the shop. He hired a coach. He's like re- he's ready to really make a legitimate business out of himself. He's got the kid now, so that'll you know. Oh, that's right. Kick you in the pants. It's that you motivation. Know? Motivation. Yeah, yeah, to get off the trail too. Yep. Good for you, Tom. Congratulations on the kid. If I haven't told you yet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm sure he'll listen to this. Um. Anyways, you asked me about Dampro Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Tell us how you got the got that rolling. Yeah. So my dad started in 91, like I said, um, someone came from overseas, I believe it was Germany that trained six franchises in Dempro to start. And it was like, you know, I mean, try, I use that word train loosely, right? It was like, <laughs> here's what the, here's the metal on the car. And we just get tools on the backside and push them out and look at this white PVC pipe. And you just, you know, push it. Till it's, I mean, I don't I've know seen, what the I've training seen, was. I've seen that done before. Yeah. That's it, though. I mean, that's that all there is it. to it. There's nothing <laughs> else that you need to know. Yeah. But it was like wire tools, make your own tools. Um, you know, we used to have like yellow boards on wooden stands. So it was only straight up and down. If you needed to tilt it a little bit to like get a 45, you couldn't. Just all this stuff. And so the training was super rudimentary. 
Um, I believe they paid like 50 grand or something to get the franchise name and the training and all that stuff to get started, right? Him and his business partner. And um, yeah, like back in 1991. So pretty much at the start, I think the only guy I've known that's doing it longer is like Don Cavanaugh was like 89 or 90. And he learned directly from, I can never remember the guy's name, from a guy from overseas. Okay. Yeah, um, but about that. yeah 89 90 91 like that's the beginnings in 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 america as far as i know and uh so i mean ups and downs right had a team of 10 guys they would leave and do their own thing had another team of of you know eight people and they would eventually leave so it's like a big cycle half the people that are in the sacramento market used to work for my dad or one other guy mm-hmm. um and so that's you know that's been the cycle for him but um really in uh when I left the the white collar world and came back to the blue collar with my sales training, I started to realize that the retail market and everyone's kind of, you know, Keith's talking about a PDR college, everyone, you know, the pricing guide, all that stuff's coming out. And I'm like, the retail market's really where we need to focus. And that's been a big focus of ours over the last five to seven years um, is doing that. So we have a real good mixture at Deborah Sacramento of the old wholesale accounts, some accounts we've had for 20 years that we, you know, we, we do well there, right? We have a base price. We fix everything. You go and clean up a car, clean up the whole lot. It's, it's, it's good money mm-hmm. and stuff like that's hard to find maybe these days, but, um, and a lot of retail, um, that's the overview of what we do as far as numbers wise go. Cause people are, I mean, I don't mind talking about numbers and people mm-hmm. are always curious, but, um, about, I would say two, three years ago, we were doing about a million dollars a year um, with five guys. Um, we've had since then two guys move on. Um, so we're lower than that. But um, yeah, that's the that's the majority of what we're doing for Denpro Sacramento is, uh, you know, somewhere in the mid, mid to high six figures a year, uh, three to five technicians, whether they're employees or independent contractors and mix of retail and wholesale. Nice. Yeah, that sounds a lot like what we've got going on here. Mm-hmm. We've got... The, at our height last year, we had four technicians, myself included, working. And we, yeah. COVID years suck, but we did about a million last year as well. Uh, I feel like that's about, man, anything past that gets really fucking taxing on whoever's running. That oh, place. yeah. It's complicated. <laughs> and so that's have, why. That's you, why have hail, like, you have hail too. Does that count hail? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We get, yeah, we, had, we had a little bit of hail that year as well. Yeah, yeah. So ours, no hail. Yeah, obviously. But the, and that's why, like, I think it's interesting because I enjoy doing PDR. Like, I'm so passionate about doing mm-hmm. PDR. Whereas I think that in that situation last year when I was so overwhelmed, you would probably be a lot better, like, running the business and what have you. Like, I'm trying to avoid the phone calls when they come in. Like, no, no, I don't need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that somebody like you would be much better suited for that. And I think that's right. important, finding your strengths, too, and finding what you're good at. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I told G- uh, Jim that I, uh, I like to run my hailstorms. Uh, we, yeah. ours, are, ours are pretty small. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not horrible. I think in uh, 18 was our last one in Madison, Indiana, we fixed about 800 cars and I know on a, a big gig, that's nothing, but that's, to that's us, a that's a lot. Yeah. That was a lot. I had 16 guys work for me. That was quite a bit. So no, see, that's uh, that overwhelming business ownership. Yeah. that I just can't, can't comprehend. I thrive in that. I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'm passionate as hell about fixing dents and, and I did door dents along that, not just, paper put you know pencil and paper but uh, yeah. yeah it's tough man it's definitely it's a balance you gotta learn to balance you know yeah and i think that's what i, I lacked that year a lot was just man it was just work 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 all the time i've learned i've learned in the future man just hire people that are better than you to do all that shit you don't want to do yeah and there's certain strengths for sure yeah like if you're good at making videos and fixing dents that's those are the two things you should do <laughs> you yeah know? I mean, right i mean don't stop i mean well, yeah. so. period absolutely Right. Um, so you also have a podcast. If anybody hasn't heard of it, yeah. tell us about it real quick. Yeah, it's called the PDR Coach Podcast. Um, it, I basically am interviewing uh, – well, I do two things on there. I interview people throughout the industry. Jim, Jim was one of them. And I, I really – I don't focus on tools. There's a lot of podcasts doing tools, and they do a great job. Um, that's not my market. Um, I really try to dig into, like, their mindset. I love the, I love the stories of people where they came from, how they found this niche, this, cause it's a weird niche where we live in it, but it's, it's an odd, it's a business. Most people don't know about. Right. right. And even if they do know what PDR is, they really don't know what we do. Yep. Like they're like, Oh, you popped in. Like, right. So it's a, it's a very niche thing, but for us, it's like our whole world. So I really just try to dig into the stories, how they found it, how they got there. And then just really try to point out 
like pivotal moments in their life and their mindset around that. Cause that, that's a big focus for me is my mindset. I think, um, I think five or six years ago when I started to change my mindset about how to grow a business and how, how to think about, you know, having employees and, and finding customers and stuff, it really changed everything. And so I try to look for those moments in people's life when those are the things that gloss over, like, um, the one that pops to my, my, in my head is like Bryce Kelly, um, like found a business card and, uh, or someone found his business card in the fucking gutter or something and called yeah. him to go to an auction. It's like <laughs> Bryce right. Kelly. Like we look at that guy, he's like so good at dent repair. And it's like, he found this industry cause some dude found his card or he found a business. Card. It's like, so, like some little thing in life that like changes like all of our lives to some extent. I mean, I don't, yeah. I, I learn a lot from just watching his videos about what's possible, you know? Oh, and yeah. so I really try to dig into those little things. And then I'll do my solo episodes about, about mindset. Um, I think it's super important. Um, to just like be in the right frame of mind, figure out how to think, figure out, um, you know, I have something I call the process, uh, which I help my clients and help people walk through. It's, it's, it's an acronym if I'll share it, if you want. Um, well, yeah, go for it. I, I, I share it on my podcast too. And it's, um, it's bear it's B E A R. Um, I like acronyms cause it helps me remember shit, but it's, a uh, it's beliefs, environment, action, and results. Um, beliefs for us are compromised of circumstances and our thoughts and feelings about those. So, and I'll explain that a little bit. So everyone gets to have their own thoughts, whether it's about COVID or a relationship or anything, right? That's the one part of our life that we get to control, right? And this is kind of stuff I talk about on my podcast interviews and this mindset stuff. And so the example I give is a hailstorm, right? A hailstorm hits a town like we just talked about. 99% of the world has thoughts that make it suck because it does suck for them, right? It's like my car's messed up. My landscape's messed up. My roof is messed up. I got to like deal with all this shit, right? For us, same exact event, same exact human being, same world. It's amazing. It's the right. greatest thing ever, right? right? So we get to choose how we, how we make things affect our life, natural, natural circumstances, how they affect our life. And that, that, and the way that you think about those things in your life, like something happens in your life and how you think about it formulates your beliefs, if that makes sense. As a quick, as a quick, so beliefs um, are a big thing. Like, do you believe you're capable of having a $300,000 business? Right. Is that, that's the first step. Cause if you, if you don't believe it, it's never going to fucking happen. Right. You know? And then the second process, uh, the second part of the process is environment. So environment is so important, putting yourself around people that are supporting the fact that you can do that. So if you're hanging around with all people, you know, if you could stereotype, all they want to do is drink on the weekends or even on the weeknights and they, they, they don't make more than 15 bucks an hour. They don't think it's possible. The man's holding them down, the, the economy, the president, the COVID, whatever, right? You're hanging out with those people, but you believe you can make 200K, you're probably not going to. Yep, 100%. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Amen. Amen. And you're probably going to hear this from people like randomly. Hey, man, how you doing today? Oh, living the dream. Living the dream. <laughs> yeah. And every time I hear that, it's funny, yeah. but I'm like, yeah. You're like, are you though? Dream, man. You, look fucking <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I'm like, you're washing cars at the dealer, bro. <laughs> right, right, That's right. not my dream, but I guess like, you know what? I actually, I want to, I want to talk, Corey, just a second. I, yeah, I, yeah. uh, I actually experienced today, today, uh, I am uh, in the process of building a shop. That's why I moved. That's why I'm here in this apartment right now. So I was talking to a guy today at a dealership. He was a, he was, he works in the body shop. He, and he was like, we were talking and I was telling him what I was going to do. He was like, yeah, man, I'm going to get some land, commercial property and build a shop and everything's going to be golden, man. And he just started shooting everything down on me. Like, man, you can't do that in, in, in that county. And you can't, man, you can't do that. And I was like, well, I mean, I've already done my homework and everything. And yeah, I can do that. And I'm going to, <laughs> it's right. like, you know, he was just, I mean, it was just little stuff. He's like, you can't get a sign put up. You, you got to have brick out front. I'm like, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay the money to have a sign put up and have brick put up in the front. Yeah. So, well, those people yeah. are just fucking toxic and they're everywhere, man. The, the, <laughs> oh, man. the can't do's, they don't believe in themselves. They can't believe in you if they can't even believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. You find those people just trapped in all the darkest, dirtiest corners. And that, it's, it's a chicken or the egg kind of thing. And I, I can't think, live that way, man. <laughs> no, Sorry. absolutely not. If, if you live believing nothing can be done, well, then you're not going to do a fucking thing. Like, yeah. And Corey's right. You got to dream it before you do it, man. I mean, yeah, you have 100%. to envision it. Uh, I think it was, it was George Lucas. I think I saw a quote the other day that he said, uh, you know, if you can dream it, it'll ha it can happen. You know, and that's. <clears throat> I actually saw like that. Sorry, I'm gonna let Coach Corey talk here in a second. Yeah. But right, I was man. actually watching Tom Segura, the, the, the comedian last night. 
if you never heard of him, he's on Netflix, check him out. He's fucking hilarious. But uh, anyways, he was saying, and it, this kind of resonated with me, as long as you're okay with the fact that your dream might not be exactly what you envisioned, you'll find your happiness in the pursuit of it, right? Yep. Mm. And then when you get to the end of the rainbow, okay, so it wasn't exactly what I had in mind, but shit, I had a good time getting here. Guarantee it's better than that bullshit <laughs> fucking place you find yourself full, surrounded by negativity, right? Yeah, right. So, 100%. like, that resonated with me. I was like, damn, he's right. I never imagined this to be what success felt like or looked like to me, but I'll be damned. It's not so bad. Shit. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. We'll come back to that, too, because that's yeah. uh, after I finish this process of mine, because I have some thoughts on that, too, but... Um, I don't want to forget and leave people out with the AR or maybe say, Hey, you got to call me to get that. Right. So beliefs and environment, right. MTE is a good place for that. Uh, you know, getting yourself around people that, um, are doing bigger things in their life that are trying to find new tools and big, do new things. Right. Uh, listening to podcast books, whatever, like surround yourself. If, you, if the guy that I talked to you, like, Oh, you can't do that. If he was your best friend, Right. If he happened to be, which he isn't, but if your best friend happened to be like that or your wife or your parents, it'd be very difficult to achieve those beliefs that you have. Right. So you got to surround yourself with your environment that you want to create that. And that environment is a physical environment too. Um, like, what are you doing every single day? Like, what is your, what is your, is your life in order? Is your, do you work out every time? Like all the environment stuff. Mm -hmm. um, a is action. Cause you can have belief that you can make through in a K. You can surround yourself all fucking billionaires and you go home and do nothing. Obviously nothing's ever going to happen. Yeah. Like you got to take action and action's messy as hell. It looks bad. You fail. Um, you think you're taking the right action. You do it for three months and you realize that's the wrong direction. Like it's all that stuff. Right. But you have to do something like you have to move forward in some way. And as you do, you'll learn and pivot and change and, and grow on that journey. Yeah. Um, and ours, the results, you know, they, you get results when you do those three things. Um, and a lot of times like goals for me are what results are. So I pick a goal. I'm like, okay, what do I want to do this year? What are the beliefs, environment and actions I need to take to achieve that? And that's how I kind of run things through the process of my life. Amen, Corey. Coach yeah. Corey. Damn. Amen, Listen, baby. Preach. Yeah. yeah. I told Damn. you. So, so this is a, I, my first interaction with Corey. Can I tell this story, Corey? Do you mind? You tell any story. I don't know what it is. But oh, you know. yeah. Okay. Okay. So my first interaction with him is I was talking about something online. He oh, messaged, I do know this. Yeah. <laughs> he messaged me and he called me out so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, so I have what's called imposter syndrome, right? We are. Uh, and, and, and I think it happens to a lot of people, but it's, it's, it kind of feels like this for somebody who doesn't have it. Once you reach whatever your success is, you start looking around your life and it almost feels like somebody else did it. Like you're not giving yourself credit for the hard work that you put into it, that kind of thing. And Corey, off of a couple Facebook comments that I made, he got a hold of me. He's like, Jim, sounds like you've got imposter syndrome. And I was like, oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. That was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, how did you get that? Then I, and then I actually had, uh, I was in Michigan when we were talking and I had a lot of fruitful, uh, conversations with him all kind of regarding that and so like he's he's no joke man like i was really super impressed with with the way he handled that and the fact that he, he could even tell mm -hmm. so like I, I really honestly believe like he didn't have to do that try to help me i think Corey's one of these guys and i hope that people see me this way too that uh he honestly wants to fucking help and he's fucking yeah. good at it too so like you know, yeah. I haven't used your services, Corey, but if I was in a situation where I felt like I needed to grow or something, I'm not, fuck that, let's shrink. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, definitely, I would be reaching out because I was really impressed that day, like just really. And then the way you handled that, like you could obviously make that worse for somebody too. Like it's kind of a delicate it thing is. to tiptoe around. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm direct a lot of times, um, especially yeah. my clients the clients that know or that work with me, like I don't, I'm not there to, I'm not a cheerleader by any means. Like if people hear like business coach, life coach, anything like that, they think it's like, Oh, you can, you can do it, Jimmy. You got this bud. Like, that's not what it is. Right. Like it's no, like, for sure not signing up. Yeah, I know it's yeah. out now. Sorry. Yeah. I, I had, I had you for a second there, <laughs> um, but it's like, it's my job. It's like, if you think of a coach, like a swing coach for Tiger Woods, right. It's not, his job to tell him like, Oh yeah, everything looks good. And he's like, but I'm fucking shanking it to the right. Like, what, what are you talking about? It's my yeah. job to like, to see how people like see people's thought patterns and see where they're going through. 
and then be like, well, here, here's what's happening. And then once you recognize it, you can be like, oh, okay, this is how I can change it. Right. And right. so it's my job to point those things out. And like, I, I've taken a few risks in times, some that work and some that backfired. But when I, when I messaged you, not knowing you, never meeting you ever in person or talking in their way and called, called you out or, or tried to help you or whatever saying imposter syndrome, um, it's risky, but it's like, that's the A part of the action, right? I took action. I want people to know who I am and trust what I do. And sometimes it takes doing some crazy shit like that to, to see if you can help somebody that's in a position that you're, you were in a position and are probably still in a position that much, many more people know who you are than I am, than they know me. Right. And so my, my intention was to get you to know me and it worked. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what? That mantra that you that you told me that day, I still think about it sometimes. The the why not me, right? Yeah. Mm. I think a lot more people need to have that whenever they if they start feeling like that. That why not me? Like why the fuck don't I deserve this? You know what I mean? And I, mm -hmm. that's kind of took that. That was great advice, buddy. Thanks, man. And when yeah. you if you put that through the process, right? Beliefs, actions, or beliefs, environment, and action, right? Sometimes we have these beliefs and we take some we put ourselves in an environment and take action, all that stuff, right? You you knew people, you were at a hailstorm, you were taking action, you were doing all this, but your environment and action actually went past your beliefs, right? right. You 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 actually achieved more than you thought you were capable of doing. So then you're like, like how well, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not supposed to be at this point. And you gotta go back to the beliefs and try to increase those beliefs above that and then chase those beliefs again. You got to like, dream a bigger dream. God, right. I'm fucking motivated. Let's go yeah, do shit. No <laughs> shit, man. I mean, damn. Like, what are we doing sitting here talking? I've got real world content, all kinds of shit I need to be doing. Yeah, right I, need, I need to make some, I need to take some action. Yeah, yeah some action man. Because sure. I believe again, I believe. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Hey, Corey, I want to just kind of spin the wheels a little bit, change the yeah, subject. Uh, so I'm a huge fan of Andy Frisella. I've been listening to him for the past four years. And I noticed a hat that you had on the other day. Are you a member of the Arte Syndicate? Or you I am a member of the Arte Syndicate. All right, cool, man. Yeah, that's awesome. How's the, how was that uh, experience? Uh, one of the best group coaching programs that I've ever been a part of. I mean, okay. him and him and Ed Milet, um, two of my, my, if I can call them mentors, online mentors, never met them, never engaged them, minus mm -hmm. social media. Um, which is probably a team of theirs to be honest, <laughs> but, um, I love it. And a lot of the stuff I say comes from mentors that are smarter than me, including Andy and Ed, mm. right. And other group pro coaching programs I'm involved in. I mean, I have my own thing. My process, that BEA process is mine. Like I take information from people who are smarter than me, people who have built multi-million dollar businesses, hundreds of million dollar businesses, and they give me information. And I take that and I say, how can I use this? to help my people, right? Because not, not all of the people that I can influence are influenced by Andy and Ed, mm -hmm. right? So how can I how can I influence them? And so, yeah, some of the stuff I that I've learned, I don't know what exactly because I don't have it all like streamlined exactly. Oh, Andy said this, I'm going to repeat this shit. But like I take in as much information as I can from people smarter than me and I put my take on it and then I pass it out to other people, right? So that they can bring them up, provide value. Like Jim said, I want to help people. Like I yeah. really do. I like doing a podcast. I can do a bunch of free content. I do, I do Instagram stories, IGTVs, podcasts. I talk to five people a week and help them with their businesses without charging them for my high dollar coaching program. Right. You know? So, um, I love it. I love MLA. I love Andy Frisilla. Um, Come on, sales guy, by the way. You mean your high value coaching program? When I said high dollar. High, yeah, you said high dollar. dollar. <laughs> yeah. He means his high value. High it, value. It, 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 it is high dollar, <laughs> but the value is even more than what you'll pay. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the Arte Syndicate is a group of people too. So it's yeah. learning from them, but then it's like environment. It's environment. It's my mm -hmm. environment, right? Like those are people, like I can get on the phone with anybody of the like 2000 people in Arte, Arte Syndicate and mm -hmm. I know that they have the same values as I do, that they look for growth, that they look for opportunities. They want to partner with people. They want to learn, grow, change, right? Like it's, I will never say I'm opening up a building. He's like, oh, you can't do that shit. Like that won't happen with those people, right? Yeah, right. They're hard right. to find. Like I can walk around my fucking neighborhood. I don't know any of them here. You know, that's beauty of the internet. You get to do podcasts like this and meet people. Like those mm -hmm. people exist. They're just, they're not a ton of them, but if you put them all in one place, yeah. Right. Like big, good stuff can happen. And that's kind of what he, uh, I, sell, I just sell the shit out of our taste in the gate right there. Right. He, uh, yeah, I know. Like, I feel like you guys both know about this and like, it's something. <laughs> oh, I, 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 well, I'm, I'm going to tell our listeners, Jim, uh, 
you need you guys need to listen to Andy Frisella. He started out his first podcast called the MFCL Project, the motherfucking CEO. You need to listen to that shit. It's still out there. And now he has the new one. I can't remember. Real, real AF. Real AF. Yep. And it is, it's good. It's more about society and stuff, but it's. Uh, what is it? What does it mean? Real Andy Frisella or real as fuck? Real as fuck. Play as work. Sure. No, I don't you know, know. Andy, does it though? If you know Andy, that's probably I know. If you know yeah. If you've listened to Andy talk for <laughs> more he, than he three pumped, minutes. He pumped me the fuck up like four years ago. I was like, damn, man. And uh, we had, a, we were having some problems internally in my business and, and I had an episode and I made <clears> one of my guys listen to it and he straightened right the fuck up. And yeah, it was good, man. So, yeah, Andy Frisilla's podcast. It, are great. It's basically don't be leaving piss droplets on the fucking toilet. Okay, <laughs> clean that fucking shit. You know, don't leave fucking toll cut yeah. on the fucking floor of the garage. Pick it up. You know, it's just little well, things. Like I mean, that. it's like, like how you effort. do how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. Basically, his like the way he runs his business at first form is like so to the T. It's like there's so much to learn from that. Like having core values in your business and how to run. Like basically, his clean the piss off a toilet seat just because he's like. He's that type of person. He says stuff. He's like very outgoing. He cusses a lot, like all that stuff because he gets people's attention, yeah. right? And for him, it's like you wipe the piss off the toilet seat is like you pay attention to details because detail, like the little things are the big things. Like if you're going to let 50 little things go and just do one thing, like like running a business, like, oh, well, I fix dents really well. Okay. What about the other 40 other things you're supposed to do? Like customer, right. calling customers, following up with them, like the list of all that stuff. It's the attention to detail. If you just go piss all over the seat and never clean it up, your business is going to fail. I mean, if that's, if that's, you know, that's pretty much his analogy. So my trainee is sitting here behind me because yeah. we just I saw you look at him. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> the only decent thing that I, I do in my life is fixed dance. Like pretty damn good at that. And he's yeah. just like, man, that's literally all you do. huh? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Like everybody else takes care of the important shit. I just hope <laughs> for <faux> life. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man. Well, yeah. I, I wanted to ask, uh, ask you about that, Corey. I did see you wearing that hat. I'm familiar with that Arte. I do regret not joining. I was uh, really close to doing it. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I'll, you know, next time they do it, I'll do it. Yeah, let me let me know. Um, I can send you. I can send you the invite. They they only open it up. It's like yeah, exclusive. it's like exclusive. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. Yeah, and you have to get approved. I think last time there was, uh, if I remember the right, they had thirty two thousand applicants. Yeah, or something, and they took in like seven hundred people. It, it got oh, down. To- so you guys are like fucking dangling this carrot that I probably can't even get. <laughs> Oh, it'll be open again, man. Trust me. Son man. of a bitch. All right. Yeah. Trust me. Well, like I, right. I just wrote down the name of the podcast and shit. Like, I want to go check this out. And I'm yeah. going to be all jacked. And then you're like, oh, but you probably can't get it. It's something to aspire to, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm aspire to send some PMs to this man. Tell him to let me in. <laughs> yeah, follow them both online, too. Like, if you want, if you yeah. want just like free content from Ed Milet and Andy Frisilla, both, both great. Yeah, you'll um, love Actually, yeah. Andy doesn't give a ton on Instagram. Ed my leg is a ton on Instagram. Like he's he's always on Instagram. So so here's a question for you guys. Do you guys so this this might just be a idea that I'm having right now. But idea. So I love watching like motivational speakers, business coaches, all that shit. Yeah. Do you ever start to feel like there turns a point where it's like a bad idea to keep listening to him? Like so like Gary V. Like everybody knows who the fuck Gary V is, right? And I used to listen the shit out of them, but then I started feeling like, damn, like I'm getting too aggressive in like the real world and shit. You know what I mean? Like I, I found like a point of diminishing returns listening to the to those kind of guys. So is your is your Andy Feller like that? Like so, okay. Say I, I, I can answer that if you want. Okay. Yes. Also, but so same thing happened with me and like Grant Cardone, right? I used to love that man, love him for sales and shit like that. But I really had to pick and choose like what of Grant Cardone to apply to my own fucking life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right there. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You just got to pick That's and choose. Because like, like, Grant Cardone says, um, don't own a house, rent, rent everything. Yep. Um, purchase only things that make you money at the beginning of every year, drain your bank account to zero. So your back's up against the wall. And the only option you have to do is succeed. That seems dangerous as fuck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what he does. <laughs> it works for him. Okay, yeah. fine. What do I want to learn from Grant Cardone, right? What do I want to learn from Gary V? What do I want to learn from Ed Milet, from Andy Frisilla, from a lot of the mentors I have in my own personal life, right? Like I said before, and I've gotten good at this because I've been down those rabbit holes where all you do is, one, all you do is listen, never take action. Right. You're really like next week, once I listen to, to um, Gary Vaynerchuk's next podcast, then I'll be ready to start my business. 
Like, no right. Sure. But like, so don't get stuck in only, only input. You got to have right. output too. And the mm-hmm. way to create that is like, take, take something from Gary V and from Ed Milet and Andy for so there's no, there's no new original ideas in the world. It's like, like learning it's, from- all, it's all spun off different things. Right. right. Like right. there's no, like the wheels, the wheel, and then someone made it into a car. <laughs> like there's yeah. like, like there's, there's little iterations and changes of things. Right. And so I take, I listen to a lot of people. I follow a lot of people. I'm like, Oh, that's really good. I like that. I'm, let me, let me, let me look at it. Let me see if I can make it fit my life and my people. And then maybe I'll use it. Right. right? And so that's the thing is like, um, and I always go through stages of people like, you know, i follow Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone. I can talk, I know what they do and I know what they've given me and I'm good. You know, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's kind of like sure. learning from dent guys. Like when you when you're in a hailstorm and you meet a guy next to you, you kind of pick up a little tidbit from him here and there. It's yeah. the same way. I mean, just treat it like that. You know, these good- bullshit, right? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, people like like Grant Cardone or or Andy or let's say Andy Frasilla learns from learns from Ed Milet, learns from a I don't know who other people, but he's got 20, 25 people that he learns from too. Right? Not everything yeah. he says is original. Not everything Gary Vaynerchuk says is original. Yeah, um, sure. they all run in those circles and they learn and they take and they are mentors and they're masterminds and they take what they can and they're like this is what my people want to hear and they give it to them and they all yeah. learned it from tony robbins yeah and they all learned it from tony <laughs> robbins who, who learned it from uh jim Rohn and uh you know some of those mentors that were even before him right 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 for sure yeah but like they all have their thing like they all have their one like all those people we just said, Andy Frisella, Ed Milet, Gary V, Tony Robbins, like you all know him for the thing that he does. Right. right. They do tons of things. Like they say a lots of things, but you know them because they're, because they are in this lane. It's like what they do. And right. I mean, you can only listen to Gary V so long. Right. Right. Before, before you're like, like I get it. I get the I get message, it. man. <laughs> but like, do you guys know who Dave Ramsey is? The, oh the yeah. I, 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 I listen to Dave Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. you did right and now you probably I, don't i did yeah. <laughs> yeah right because because now you know every answer that he will give right yeah right but but his goal is to bring people in and and have that specific brand mm-hmm. right and move people out so it's he's, like, gonna, well, he's yeah. gonna say the same thing for 30 years it doesn't mean you need to follow him for 30 years right what's up yeah. I think you just aged yourself, bro. Like so. only old people listen to Dave Ramsey for fuck's sakes. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? No, only only people I know that listen to fucking. Dave well, Ramsey. I will say this, Jim. I haven't been, I haven't been broke in twenty years. Yeah, truth, dude. <laughs> I have been so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm 34. I, I I understand what Dave Ramsey is like. No credit card debt, snowball debt, snowball, etc. Right? I know. I know. A, I know a family that's so obsessed with him. They named their dog after him, Ramsey. Really? I'm like, damn. Yeah, you horrible. But I mean, I take a lot le- like Dave Ramsey, for example. I take a little bit of what he says. Sure. And I, but I don't take it all. I think I'm like, I man, agree. I'm gonna go buy a nice car. <laughs> I mean, it's I, agree. Just, I work hard, yeah. man. That's what I'm gonna do. You know, and it's he he was like, No, don't do that. Buy an old yeah. car, drive it. Yeah, because if car. you if you like Grant Cardone and Dave Ramsey, they both have different things to give you, but yeah. they could not be the complete opposite. Right. Grant like, Cardone ain't driving no old ass car, so no, and <laughs> And I mean, Dave Ramsey says, save a thousand dollars and have a $14,000 emergency fund. Grant Cardone's like, fucking get rid of all of it and invest in real estate. Don't actually, fucking, you know, it's like, actually, Grant Cardone don't like Dave Ramsey. He's actually made fun I, of him. I'm sure. I, I believe that. I, I actually I, believe that too. Yeah. You, think, you think Dave Ramsey likes Grant Cardone? No, no. <laughs> Different customer base, though. It, right, right. Different customer base. Does every, does every person well, want to go to Jim's training? I have a body shop. Oh, God, no, yeah. they don't. <laughs> I have a body shop. But you shop. got your people, though. Oh yeah, for sure. Back I think, and I think I get the best people. So if you don't want to come, <laughs> I didn't want you to come anyway. I did. I did hear <laughs> something. One, uh, one time, I had a body shop that I service up in Indiana. They uh, these the people that own it. They're well off. They do very well for themselves. Um, they have a house on the lake. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him. I love talking to the owner, man. He's very knowledgeable. Get a lot of information from him. And the one thing yeah. he said to me, he looked at me one day. I was listening to a podcast of my while I was working on a dent, and he said, "What are you listen to?" I said, uh, "Dave Ramsey, actually." And he said, Mike, let me give you some advice. He goes, uh, Dave Ramsey's for certain people. He said, I don't think it's for like me and you. And I, and I, and that, I had to think about that for a minute. Like, what is he? Oh, wow. Like, I took that as a compliment. I was like, damn, you know? So, I mean, it put you on his level of the lake, the lake house level. Right. Cause he knew, I, he knows I'm a hard worker. I come in every day. I'm a smart guy. And he, you know, he, he's, that was cool, man. You know, so. 
if you want to if you want to work your whole life and retire at 60 with like a mill and a half you know or a million um follow dave ramsey plan that's right. going yeah. to work if you want to have ten million dollars, it will never work. No, nope. right. <laughs> well, nope. so so, Coach Corey, so with your uh, your clients, do you do you guys yeah. handle shit like that, like a relationship with money? Like, if somebody has a poor relationship with money, will you tell them that your relationship with money sucks? Yes. Okay. Do you do you run into that often? Because I know that I had a fucking piss poor relationship with money for a long time. Uh, do you run into that with your your clients? Yes, right? further down the road, because <laughs> a lot of it's like making money. Um, in the beginning, but yes. So I have pillar. I have pillars of my clients. I think there's three pillars of business and it's time value and relationships. And, um, they all kind of intertwine with each other and relationships are, um, super important relationships to yourself, relationships to your clients, to your spouse, to money, to, to inanimate objects, to everything. Yeah. Um, yeah so that. if I see that we're going down that road, then yeah, absolutely. Um, and sometimes I actually will address that in the beginning before they pay me, um, because a lot of times they're scared to invest in themselves, right? They've never done that. You know, they're like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think I can pay you because I'm like, do you think that if we work together, you'll make more money? Well, yeah, I've seen what you've done and I've seen, yeah. Mm. And I'm like, but okay. I ask all these questions, but they're scared to invest in themselves. Right. So they're. We, like, we go through all, I said, like, my job is to make you do uncomfortable things. And this is the first one. Just yeah, dude. And, I, and so I think that's, that's brilliant. I guess I equate that because I feel like I was a money hoarder. And that's what I think of whenever I think of. Right. Like, and I, I'm, I was bad about that too, man. I, you know I did what? that too. And so you felt yeah. like eventually that you're just slaving away and money became my whole life and whatever. And so like, I've got a more interesting, a more healthy relationship with money. But like, right. I measure success in small things now instead of mm-hmm. like you know, like the house and the cars or whatever. It's right. Do I know what the price of gas is? Fuck no. I have no idea. Yeah. Cause whatever it is, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. yeah it doesn't matter. About that. You know what? Yeah. And like, if I go to a restaurant, do I ever look at the, the price of anything? Like, fuck no, absolutely yeah. not. Mm-hmm. If I want, yeah. I'm going to like, nope. and that's, you had, I had to get to that point where I realized like, dude, I could live without the cars. I could live without the fucking house. Like, you know, why hoard all this shit just to fucking stare at it when I can do something like invest in my fucking self? You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as like, as long as I don't know the price of gas, I've got expendable income as yeah. far as I'm concerned, you know? And some people, like everybody wants different things in life, right? You can have anything you want in life, but not everything. Some people right. get everything, but that's pretty far down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Bezos and fucking musk right mm-hmm. but you can have anything you want like if you want like if you and i wanted if i wanted a ferrari i could have a ferrari i can 100%. go lease a ferrari right but like there's some shit i'd have to give up <laughs> for sure mm-hmm. like i don't have that kind of money but like like if 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 the point of your life is to not have to worry about money all the little things then like don't have a thousand dollar car payment right <laughs> it's pretty simple and then you can eat at whatever restaurant you want to worry about it Right. But if you love cars and you're going to build your brand and your life off of a, a specific BMW gym or, or a Ferrari or whatever, like go get the fucking car if that's what you want to do, but you can't have everything. And it just does it. Like, I guess if you're one of these guys likes to hoard money, you'll find that you're just never fucking fulfilled. Like you're always wanting Mm -hmm. more and more and more money. If you, if you identify with money in that unhealthy way, you know what I mean? And that's what I found. So free advice from Jim Mitchell. Don't fucking do that. Yeah, don't hoard money. I did that. I was bad about that too, man. I was looking at my phone all the time like, oh, my money's dropped down. Oh, I got it. You know, and I'm like, dude, you're you're comfortable as hell right now. Why are you worried about that? So Yeah. Yeah. And so I read a book uh, one time called The Infinite. It's called The Infinite Game, right? It was an infinite game versus a finite game. And a lot of people like equate money to like a finite game. We think there's like a number we're supposed to hit or, or, or whatever, like, there's no rules about money. There's no how much money you're supposed to have or not have or anything, right? Business, money, it's 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 a game that never ends, right? So so the one thing I could say is that like Jeff Bezos wants to make more money. Mm. Right? And we can, it's hard for even us to like that guy's worth like a what, how many billions? A trillion? I don't even know. Something I like think that, he just right? about made up a number and I thought that was awesome. A but but trillion? A but yeah. trillion, yeah. <laughs> I can't even talk. Like mm-hmm. He wants to make more money, right? So people get the things like, I'll be happy when I have $10,000. And then you get $10,000 and you're like, mm, I'll be happy when I have 50. I'll be happy when I have a hundred. I'll be happy. But the problem is like when you, and this is an MLET thing, I'll, I'll fully acknowledge that. When you get to that point that you designate, like I'll be happy when I have $10,000 and you get there, you still have to take yourself with you. Yeah. 
And so <laughs> we got that, like we we're on the splash mountain there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when you get to the $10,000, when you get to that goal, you say, I'll be happy when, and you get there and you didn't work, do any work on yourself to be happy. You still take your dumbass, sad self all the way. And you got 10 grand in the bank. No difference. Yep. That's exactly yep. what I eventually right. found. Like yep. setting artificial benchmarks that were never enough. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's never, it's, it's never going to be enough because there, there isn't an enough like yeah. in a finite game of football, it's if you you win if you have more points than the other person. But there there that doesn't exist in business and in money. Like yeah. you're you're gonna die. Right. You give your money to your kids, and they're gonna play with it and give it to their kids. And like like it's it's a never ending. There there is no goal to reach. You make the goals and you put conditions on them. And then when you get to those goals, the conditions change because they always do. You know, right? Not only yeah. handsome, you smart, Corey. It, Dang, right? Hell yeah! Uh, I do want to make one point, Corey. This yeah. is this was something we said earlier. Uh, like in our industry, and a, and a lot of our listeners are probably real world newer guys. You know, I don't know, but you know, I actually like I had dent guys. Like I hired hail technicians from out of town before, and yeah. uh, this, this is about talking bad about or uh, bad about money. Uh, it was like I was having guys call me, and they were like, "Hey, man, uh, do you think I can make thirty grand at your storm?" And That's I their first like, question. And I, yeah, and I was like, um, "Well, there's a stall right there, and I'll put cars in it. And as hard as you work, I don't know, <laughs> maybe." <Yeah. laughs> and then like they were like, "Well, man, I want to buy this boat, and you know." And I'm just like, "Really?" Like, <laughs> well, that's on the opposite end yeah. of the spectrum. There, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. That, I mean, I this is I was giving a dent guy perspective, you know. That's so, interesting. Yeah. yeah, the first then, question that should be asked in any business transaction mm -hmm. is like, how much value can I provide this person? Yeah, right. Yeah. Free tip for anything, like if you're going to go to someone's storm, if you listen to the hail, or if you're going to sell to a dealership or a body shop or a retail customer or anything, like, how can I serve you? Mm -hmm. And I promise you'll make more money that way. Yeah, absolutely. So, well. Guys? Is it time? Oh, it's it's time. Uh, okay, I screwed it up last time, so I'm ready. Let's do you, it. All right, all right. So, Corey, this is our uh, listeners and Jim's favorite portion of the show, and it's mm -hmm. actually my favorite too. Uh, we're it's time for five stupid ass questions to ask <laughs> all three of us. Okay. Oh, well, all right. Was, you guys ready for question one? Yep. All right, Corey. We'll start with you. Since our, you're our guest, uh, Corey, what's the most ridiculous fact that you know? The most ridiculous fact that I know. Mm -hmm. If you need a minute, we'll go to Jim. Yeah, give me a minute. I got to okay. think about that one. That's Mr. hard on the spot, man. Mr. Mitchell. Ridiculous I know fact. tons of stupid facts. I know. You got to like ask a question. how I live. Like I'm the guy that like, I don't have anything for the conversation except for that one tidbit. So yeah. I, man, well, I don't know. I have an advantage here because I actually have time to think about it. Yeah, right. I've heard the questions. For sure. All right. I'll bring my so, wife in here and she'll tell you because there's <laughs> been many times where I say something. I go, yeah, I know the answer. I was like, I fucking know the answer to that. Like of all the things. And like, I don't know. She could probably come up with one. Well, I'll, I'll tell the first one then since you guys need a minute. Uh, <laughs> babies are born without kneecaps. That's fucking terrifying. But it's true. It's bad. <laughs> my whole life without me one. But do you know the fact of when they get them? Uh, about four. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Stop it. I'm no, kidding. like, come on. I got to go get my three-year-old. <laughs> right? Hey, you got kneecaps. <laughs> no, that's a fact. I don't know. So, if you guys want to skip that, we can move on to number Yeah, two. that's a tough Wait, one. You, you don't know any stupid facts? Well, I do, but like you, it's like... So like, many stupid facts. There yeah, there's so many, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. Let's let's move to the next one. Maybe all right, we'll come all right. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Question two. We'll start with you, Mr. GM. What is something that everyone looks stupid doing? Your mom. Oh. <laughs> mom, I'm sorry if you were listening to this podcast. <laughs> Jim is a really nice guy, I promise. Yeah, super nice. All right, that's my answer. I'm sticking to right. it. All right, Corey? Honestly, dent repair. Yeah, dude, everybody right. does look ridiculous. Yeah, like I work in the inverted position. <laughs> yeah, you're upside all down. Legs sticking out with your ass kind of popped to get the leverage. It's like it's all. It's all weird. about the pop. Nobody does yeah. the pop anymore. No, you got to do the pop. Guys, don't be afraid to be sexy and do dance. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah pop okay. You got a lot of salesmen, little salesmen walking by. You have the dealership bots. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, I got one. Um, yeah. Sorry, COVID. Uh, you guys wearing them face shields? Stop it, man. <laughs> Especially the ones that just go like on your nose and just over your mouth, just like the teeny tiny face. You got a fucking windshield on your face. Yeah, I mean, really, oh, like the the whole fucking <laughs> yeah, face yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. Just put a mask on and be done with it. And for yeah. fuck's sake, if you're walking down the street, you can take your mask off. It's By okay. the way, driving like you, your car. I mean, really. So <laughs> and I'm, I'm not even hating on mask people because it almost took out a couple members of my family. But like, 
Yeah. Dog, if you're fucking alone, like research how this shit yeah. works because yeah. you look stupid, homie. You, yeah. you know what? I don't understand it. If I could talk about face shields, like if masks work, then how, why are people allowed to wear face shields? Like this COVID doesn't like it's like all in the air. Well, that was like so like in the, the beginning. I don't understand that. That was in the beginning it, yeah. of the pandemic. No, I see people with face masks still. Yeah, they, I saw one earlier in the gym. In the grocery store, I'm like at the gym. I, I don't. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Anyways, we won't go down that road. Uh, yeah, we won't go down that rabbit hole. But uh, you guys ready for question three? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, Corey. What kind of secret society would you like to start? Oh my gosh, these are tough ones this week. A secret society that I would like to start. Like, was was America a secret society at first? <laughs> like the George Washingtons <laughs> of life? Because I'd like to start that over again. Um, we've come right. a long way, but maybe maybe we're not really where the Constitution wanted us. I think I think something like that. Maybe some sort of like um, like really constitutionalist party, secret <laughs> society, and like get it a little big, and then like try to like bring america back i guess to some way i think that is actually going on but yeah fucking patriotic of you (laughs) i mean like that's 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 it's a big topic right now right yeah (laughs) jim for sure um obviously a sex cult oh (laughs) easy like like, good job Corey, on starting nation building and shit but i'm just like (laughs) i think i was a part of one and didn't realize it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh mine would be uh Probably a cigar cult, you know. Well, actually, I do go down the cigar bar quite a bit, so we are kind of a cult. So, yeah. nice. all right. So, there's probably a secret society you could join on that. Yeah, I'm sure. So. Like a fight club? Should I have said fight club? That's oh, probably better. Yeah, well, I mean, if you said fight club, you've already fucked up all the rules. Oh, yeah. that's true. Number one. First rule. Fight club. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on to question four, gentlemen. Corey, what would be the creepiest thing you could say while passing a stranger on the street? Right now? Yeah, mm-hmm. just. Cough on them. Just cough on them. That's the creepiest thing. Creepy. That's it. That's the creepiest thing you got right now. Jim. Jim's. Jim's is join my sex cult. Oh man, creepiest thing you could (laughs) say. Sex cult. (laughs) I'm still. I'm still stuck on the sex cult. Yeah. Yeah. Creepiest thing. That's what you would say walking down the street. Just whisper. Just join my sex cult. Join the sex cult. You want to join a sex cult? I don't know. There's all kinds of creepy shit that you could say to a stranger. First thing pops in your mind. This is the RWO. Dude, I don't fucking, I don't, I don't like, honestly, I don't. Well, you're not a creepy guy. So you have to like, it's out of your comfort zone. No, I think it's that I'm a veteran and y'all ain't prepared for my fucking bullshit. (laughs) Like there's, there's gotta be a line that we draw on the sand somewhere. Like Like everything that Jim has thought of. He's like, no, no, Yeah, that's exactly what's happened here. Just like, nope, can't say that. The sex cult thing was fine, but now, now we've crossed the line. Now we've crossed real fucking, yeah, you guys don't even know. So I'm going to go with, you want to join my sex cult? That's a solid answer. That'll work. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely not going to get you a phone number. How about this? How about this? You need to borrow my mask? (laughs) That's nasty. I'm in this (laughs) creepy COVID world. Um, Mine would be, uh. Hey, you smell uh, different when you're awake. Ooh, love it. Love it. We Very good. Yeah. Creepo. That is, that's bad. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And they, they probably want, like, if you were walking by them this way, they it, it took me a second. They'd probably be 12 steps behind before they realize, really realized what that meant. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question five, guys. The very last one. I apologize. These are very, these are tough. These are tough ones today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I randomly select these two. So it wasn't, you know. That's so right, anyway. that's right. All right, Jim, we'll start with you, buddy. Yeah. What is the funniest name you have actually heard used in the real world? Uh, and not real world PDR. <laughs> funniest name I've heard used in the real world. Man, I don't know. There's some that stick out to me. They're not that funny. Uh, pass. All right. Pass. Can you Coach do that? Corey. Coach Corey. The funniest name. God, that's hard. Yeah, I don't know. That's it a is, tough one. It is a tough one. Well, I'll yeah. tell you one. Really hard questions. Because I've had time to think about I don't think it. names are funny. <laughs> <laughs> is well, that... I mean, why, why is, why is, I mean, Corey's a pretty f- funky name. I think names are weird because they're not like real things, you yeah, know, like, like I've, I've seen some people liked, like they're really, that's what they are. They're just sounds that somebody thought sounded like deserved to be slapped on this baby for the rest. Oh, of Oh, hold on. I got it. All right. Okay. Uh, I think Elon Musk named his kid with something that had like symbols in it. 
or some shit. Did you see? Did you of, see that? Of course, oh, yeah. he did. Yeah, his his kid is like it, it's like a it's like a more of like a Star Wars robot name, mm. like a C three PO thing. It's like that, but it's like a like a symbol in it. So I would say that I don't know how to say it. But here's the thing: but, you can uh, be you can be broke and do that. <laughs> You can name your right. kid anything, yeah. right? Yeah, that's just who he is, though. Right? Yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to look, I'd have to look that one up, dude. But you All go. Right. All right, I got one. Oh God, why am I saying this on air? All right, so back okay. in the back in the day, I used to uh, mess around with this chick. Uh-huh. I ain't gonna say her first name, but her last name was Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I used to bang a beaver too, and that is no lie. That is the truth. Yep, yep. I had my experience with the beaver as well. <laughs> when she told me her name, I was like, really? <laughs> yep. But then you get those names like La with an actual dash, like yeah. Mark, mm-hmm. uh, like LaDasha. Like, man, can we just stick to fucking letters, people? Yeah. <laughs> so, so Elon Musk's kid's name, it's an X. And then it's like where the A and the E are combined into one word. Like the backside of the A is also the front of the E. Yeah. So X A E. There's a way to say that. I don't know. And then A dash twelve. Yeah. What yep. the fuck? Hey, teacher's yeah. gonna fuck that up. Yeah, teacher's <laughs> definitely gonna fuck that up. Like, how do you say that? I think you just call him uh, X, right? Something. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Musk is in the room. <laughs> Dude, more more normal people go through names when they're having a baby and be like, no, can't name her Tammy because it sounds like spammy. Like, can't like. Yeah. I did that with all my kids. Like, tried to make sure there's nothing that you can like embarrass them with. Right. Yeah. Like, and right. kids don't name their, their kids Jim or Mike or Court. They don't name kid. They don't name their kids like that anymore. It is. Well, I don't all. fucking blame them. Let's be real. All of us have really bland <laughs> name here. Well, we're but, from the we're you know from that age bracket. You know, it's like yeah. I don't know. Hey, don't you lump me in with your age bracket? Ah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like a. I don't know how old you guys are. <laughs> Hey, I'm 34. I'm 35 years young. I'm yeah, 35 okay, years young. I knew Jim and I were the same age. Uh, okay, well, you the youngins then. All right. Yeah. But we still got cool oh. names, right? We're still Grandpa running. Gladwell, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up. If you guys are done, Corey, you got anything else you want to say before we get off the show? Yeah, I guess check out my podcast. If you ever have any questions Fuck about yeah. you want to grow your business, I can help with that. You can reach out to me. Um, it's it, dude. Legit- the best way to find me on Instagram. The only other PDR podcast that I listen to. Really? Really? Yep. No, nope. I don't listen it. to anybody else. It's not yeah. that I don't like them or whatever. It's yeah. just that you only got so much time in a day, but yeah. you catch episodes of yours here and there. Cool, man. I appreciate yep. that. Thank you very yep. much. You got yeah. an awesome podcast, Corey. I listen to, man. It's yes, awesome, yes. man. So, all right, guys. Well, let me uh, give a shout out to our sponsors. Uh, RealWorldPDR.com, the industry's number one training site. Respect the crowns. And don't forget about DentMatePro.com, your simple solution to invoicing and estimating. And you guys in Australia, don't forget about DentMate.com.au. It'll make you a better tech. And uh, don't forget about the Coach Corey podcast. And uh, check him out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all different types of platforms. Yeah, it's everywhere. Just yeah, the like PDR, ours. The PDR Coach. PDR Coach, absolutely. Yep. So, all right, guys. RWO for life. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of the PDR Coach Podcast. If you got any value from this podcast and want to do something for me, then the best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating and review. If you want to know more about me, then you can find me on Instagram by searching for the PDR Coach or find me on my website at coachcoreyk.com, C-O-R-Y-K.com. Thank you for listening and I'll be back next week.